Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Bird Brothers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Falcon, and I'm joined by our other co-host, and I will pass it over to him. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode. Uh, my name is Midnight Condor, but a lot of people refer, refer to me as Chimp. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, where what shall we be doing, Mr. Falcon? We will be discussing any and all things anime, usually one show at a time, but maybe just whatever we want to talk about. It's our show. We're figuring it out as it is still the first episode. Yes, uh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about a little show that we enjoyed called Fire Force. We will be talking about the first season and Chimp, what, or Condor, what exactly happens in the first season of Fire Force? <laughs> Yes, well, first of all, just want to say Fire Force is a series created and uh, created by Atsushi Okubo, who, fun fact, also made Soul Eater, which I did not know going into the show. But a general description of the show is, uh, in year 198 of the solar era in Tokyo, special fire forces are fighting against a phenomenon called spontaneous human combustion, where humans' beings are turned into living infernos called infernals. While the Infernals are first-generation cases of spontaneous human combustion, later generations possess the ability to manipulate flames while retaining human form. Our main character, Shinra Kusakabe, a youth who gained the nickname Devil's Footprints for his ability to ignite his feet at will, joins the Special Fire Force Company 8, which composes of other flame users as they work to extinguish any Infernals they encounter. As a faction that is creating Infernals appears Shinra begins to uncover the truth behind a mysterious fire that caused the death of his family 12 years ago yes so yes. with that being said uh as you could tell by the description of the anime um it's actually kind of a little dark darker than you think for a typical shonen which by the way i think we can agree that fire force does classify as a shonen Oh, for sure. It definitely, it definitely would be a shonen. Which is weird because I didn't really think of Soul Eater as much of a shonen, but I don't really remember that for when I read it. Uh, I digress, though. Um, basically, uh, the, we have our main character, Shinra, who has a bit of a tragic backstory. Uh, basically, he was in a fire, uh, and his mother and brother were, died in the fire, and he saw uh, like, the monster, as we refer to as an infernal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, however, people did not know that, and they blamed him for the fire. And because of that, uh, ever since that day, by the way, I actually kind of like this. It's a nice little character trait. Whenever he feels like tense or nervous, he tends to smile and he has like a really devilish smile. And it's actually kind of funny in this situation. It is. It gets him in a lot of trouble, though. It definitely does. But it's actually really like badass to see in like certain situations. Like there's certain scenes where he's coming. He's, you have like devilish smile and it's just like mm-hmm. he's coming to kick some ass. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, but also makes everybody think he killed his mother and brother in the fire that day. Yeah, so after watching the first episode, it was kind of sad because there was a scene where his uh, grandmother wouldn't even take him in because mm-hmm. his grandmother thought he was the one who killed his mother and brother. Yep. Didn't she? Did she? She called him a monster, I think, right? Called him a devil. Monster, no, that's right, the thing. devil. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, she didn't want that devil living with her. No, she did not. It was very sad. Uh, Our boy Shinra wants to be a hero, basically. He wants to save everybody. Uh, Basic uh, main character uh, trope. But uh, Mm -hmm. basically, he promised his mom and his brother that he would keep them safe no matter what. And even though uh, he failed to do that, he still the other promise with being a hero. He wants to make sure to do that. And because of that, he joined the Special Fire Force uh, Section 8. I actually forget. What was it? Section 8? <laughs> it is Section 8, yes. Section Company eight, 8. Yes, Company 8. Thank you. I was saying Section. Company 8. 
And uh, that's where our adventure begins for the show. Uh, Falcon, what did you think of the first episode, by the way? I just want to say, like, going into it for, like, the first time you watched it, what did you, like, expect? Did you, ex- did you expect what you expected or were you surprised? It wasn't really what I expected. Um, I didn't know much about the show, uh, but I did watch Salt Eater. So when I was just picking a new show to watch, I decided, why not try Fire Force? Um, a little bit different than what I expected, but I really enjoyed it. It did a great job setting everything up, uh, even just how he meets company eight for the first time uh he's not even there yet but he sees them out on a job and just kind of tries to help out a little bit um but i felt it did a very good job of setting up the expectations and kind of the feel of the show what do you think of the first episode condor so yeah like going into it i remember like i've seen like little clips and things on uh, facebook as i always do and i always like to draw my opinions from like the little clips i seen. i saw like action scenes i'm like oh this is gonna be like a jam-packed action anime with a lot of like badass moments and epic fights which there were but i did not expect to like be feeling for the main character like so early in the first episode like mm-hmm. that honestly surprised me and as i mentioned before the world is a really dark world where uh basically people could just spontaneously combust and turn into infernos that's kind of really sad when you think about it imagine having your family wife and two kids and then basically oh your wife's suddenly an inferno and she's dead and the people have to like come and kill her and stuff and it's really kind of sad because it could just happen at any moment and it's yeah it's just probably, random just might happen it is definitely one of the most tragic things i have heard about in in an anime recently <laughs> it is very dark yes right, for sure for sure but yeah that's pretty much the main plot of the show the first episodes are great i feel like the first few episodes are great but we won't go too deep into them i guess for the second episode reasons. really I, as i mentioned like all the things i just mentioned right now it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of explained in the second episode because there's like a scene right and uh in the scene the captain uh his name is akitaro obi he's the captain of uh company eight and he basically explains to shinra that uh yeah these are people's families you gotta take it treated with caution because it's really sad what's going on with their lives. So it, as I mentioned, it really does explain really well the situations happening in the story. Right. I believe it's episode two or three as well when uh, they're talking to Shinra about defeating the Infernals and how they're not really technically even destroying a monster. They're murdering a person mm-hmm. because that's the only way to get them to not kill everybody else and how it's never a happy occasion like most people think it, it did a really good job of setting up the goal of like yeah we may look like heroes but essentially we're just murderers who are having to murder for the greater good and i kind of set up a really nice like kind of moral dynamic on it of like why they're all doing it why they don't ever feel happy after they get done defeating an infernal fight um i always thought that was a great moment there as well yeah it really puts into perspective again the situation of like mm-hmm. the anime in general really dark by the way oh for sure for sure. So do we want to move on to the openings and talk about the openings and endings? For sure. All I will say so far is the first opening theme is Inferno, and it is the most fire opening I've heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, as my uh, little friend here mentioned, um, yeah, so basically a Fire Force is a, the first season is 24 episodes. It mm-hmm. consists of two openings, two endings. The first opening is Inferno, as you mentioned. The second one is called, uh, what was it called again? Uh, shoot, I don't remember. Let me look it up really quick. Uh, I'm actually looking it up myself as well. Oh, here we go. I have it. So the so there's uh, Inferno by Mrs. Greenapple mm-hmm. and Mayday featuring Rio from Crystal That's Lake right. by Cold Rain. 
And then for the ending themes, we have Veil by Kena Suda and Wood Fiction. Now, I will say I really did like the openings as well. Like mm-hmm. the first one's pretty good. And it, the, the person who's saying it is actually someone who I've listened to do an ending theme of another anime I really like. Um, and then the second opening, it's, you know, it's really metal. It's like really makes you feel pumped up, really great. Like, oh, this is going to kick some ass. Like I got, I got that feeling a lot. You know, there's a, like a sure. lot of scenes in that, but basically for the openings and the visuals were really great. But I have to say for the for the the first opening had the better visuals than the second one, in my opinion, even though I kind of like the the beat and the, the words of the second opening more. It's, it's kind of a mix. They both were really good. I still the first opening is I feel it's better than Mayday. Mayday is great. Just personal preference. I, I greatly prefer the first one. Uh, I feel like it. It got me hyped up more. I felt it fit with the opening sequence they went with very well. Um, most, It's one of the few openings that actually has got me excited to watch the show. You're just like, oh, the opening song's cool, but whatever. But how they set it up, how they're in the middle of essentially the opening, they're going on fighting an Infernal during most of it. And they're kind of showing off different things, the different members' powers and whatnot. Um, but it's really great. Mayday is really great too, but it's more, I feel, of a typical anime opening. Uh, just kind of showing off some of the characters and random scenes mixed throughout it. Um, but the first one kind of just feels like almost like a short animation episode they could have thrown up on YouTube or just like one day like, hey, we're going to have a really special short episode of Fire Force in between these shows. And I just thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I really, again, both of the openings were really great, visually mm-hmm. appealing, and music was fantastic. Now, moving on to the endings... Now I just want to say real quick, the second ending, meh, not really as good. Uh, I'm not really, I don't really vibe with endings that much. Uh, but the first ending, it had really good music. But here, here, picture yourself this: you're watching the first episode, and then like all this stuff happens with the main character. You see like his past, and like everything's like, yeah, everything's gonna be great. We're gonna f- kick all the infernal's butts and save the day. And then you see the ending theme where you see like the 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 Iris, the nun girl, young, and it's just like her in her young days at like the the uh the church in place and then suddenly everything turns to fire and she's running and it's really dark and she's like what the hell did i just watch mm-hmm. you know it, it really sure. made me it really made me feel like this made me feel more intrigued and made me feel like i wanted to keep watching uh, like keep watching to see what was going to happen and the, the answers were eventually like answered but you know the feeling was still there like every time i saw it and no answers were there i'm like when's it going to happen i'm excited i want to mm-hmm. know what's happening with this ending thing what happened and basically i really did like the the first ending theme as well i actually watched it every single time the second one i skipped i only watched it once and then i skipped it that just means i really didn't like it right uh i remember the first ending better than the second i'm like you i've never a huge ending theme guy i generally just generally they just don't tend to vibe with me good to know we vibe uh, that way <laughs> yeah I'm, i know some people who love the ending themes and i'm always like yeah they very rarely ever get my attention um but i did like the first one i do like like you said you have all the questions about what's going on and i like the fact they actually answer that fairly early on so you're not curious about it too much but i did like that the visuals from that ending did tie into the story later on um which is always a good time uh, but then yeah I, I honestly don't even remember what the second ending even sounds like i just like I, okay I, I move actually, on to the next <laughs> um which i feel bad because i don't remember it being like bad but it just wasn't oh no, it definitely me. wasn't bad. It just wasn't for me either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember the visuals very well, but talking about that's a little bit spoilish, and I'll mention that when we get oh, later sure. into the, the, into sure. the talks. Um, but yeah, so yeah, openings and endings are uh, pretty great. Uh, openings were amazing. Openings were, I mean, endings were okay. Eh. 
eh, basically. All right. Uh, I think the next plot point is the characters, Mr. Of course. The characters are fairly good in here. Yes. Um, So the characters. Oh, sorry. You go ahead first, my friend. Oh, no worries. Uh, So pretty much we have the main characters of or the people in Company 8. We've got Obi, who's the captain. We've got Hinawa, who's the lieutenant. Uh, Maki. We have uh, Iris, who is the nun. And then we've got uh, the two newbies at the start. We have Shinra, who joins, as well as Arthur, the king knight, as he is. Um, They're all very much the kind of oddball fire soldiers. Um, They're all very unique. You've got Obi, who's kind of your very serious, typical kind of leader persona. Uh, Hinawa is the strict one who has like a really cool piercing gaze. They're all kind of low-key scared of him, essentially. Uh, (laughs) But you've got Maki, who's the kind of, I guess she has kind of like an older sister vibe, I believe, Mm -hmm. if you'd agree with that. I would kind of agree with that now that you mention it, kind of like Mm -hmm. an older sister of the company, likes to Mm -hmm. look out for the... Yeah, for sure. Um, And then uh, Iris is the nun. She's just kind of... (sighs) I feel like her personality is the hardest one to summarize. She's just kind of like this... She's just kind of the sweet, kind of like normal girl, I guess, out of the group, kind Mm -hmm. of. Uh, And then you've got Shinra, who wants to be a hero. He's very kind of energetic, kind of hot-headed. And then Arthur is fairly delusional, uh, I guess is the best way to sum him up. He wants to be this gallant knight, and he says he is a gallant knight. And if you disagree with him, you're just kind of stupid. Uh, And then, of course, we have Tamaki thrown in there, who I think we both can agree is easily probably the worst character out of the bunch probably Mm -hmm. definitely we'll go into more into that later and Mm -hmm. then later on in the series two other characters join uh uh, company eight we have victor Mm -hmm. litched who is a scientist Mm -hmm. uh he uh comes from i think the company's name is hajima i'm not certainly remember Uh, that hajima yeah hajima yeah and he basically came to be like their forensic scientist and stuff and then we have vulcan who I actually really rather like. His character arc was really nice, but more into that later. He's mm-hmm. basically like the engineer. He works on like the machines and stuff. Really fun guy. I kind of like him a lot. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> personally, I feel like characters I liked the most were probably Maki and Hinawa. Uh, Maki was just a lot of fun. Her fire powers were great. Essentially, she can just make kind of like uh, fire familiars that yes, she can it, use to help her fight that the, the angle with uh maki and Hinawa are pretty funny whenever she's like playing with like the fire stuff and you know it's like yeah. don't play with fire you're not supposed to do that yeah yeah maki essentially thinks of her familiars as friends and pets so she's summoning them whenever she can uh but Hinawa, <laughs> being the like serious strict one is like you're not supposed to play with fire you could burn the house down so uh, maki's spirits are named uh sputter and flare i believe wow i didn't even remember that you uh, must look that so, up <laughs> No, I, I remembered Sputter. I think Flair's the second one. I'm not 100%. Uh, but she's constantly summoning Sputter to just, like, hang out with Sputter. And then just constantly see Sputter scream and just, say, like, you know, go out. And it's because, yes. you know, was there, like, pouring water over, being like, don't play with your fire. Like, it fires for battles only. Um, but that was always a fun dynamic between the two. Uh, yes. Yeah. Maki was just a lot of fun. Very... For uh, Maki for me... Uh, yeah, I feel like we didn't see enough of her on season one. Hopefully that's fixed in the next season, but mm-hmm. she didn't really, other than like at the, the last arc of season one, when she had her fight, other than that, she really didn't really do much other than that, but she is still a rather fun character. And I am really yeah. interested to see what they will do with her in the future. Hopefully a lot of good things. 
Yeah, I mean, her role pretty much the beginning and middle of the show was to be the like trainer, really, for Arthur and uh, Shinra. She was kind of like showing them the ropes and what to do. Hina but, even wasn't in there that much. He was pretty much just giving orders and taking care of equipment. Um, yes, but he just—I tend to like characters with his kind of like personality and role. They're not the main character, but they're very important, doing kind mm-hmm. of all the background work. Um, yeah, it, it, the characters that get the most screen time are definitely Arthur, Shinra. Uh, probably Obi out of the main group, the main three. Yeah. Um, um and I I going on going on to Hinawa. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I don't know. If, I wouldn't count this as character uh development or anything. But at the beginning, he didn't really like Shinra because everyone believed he was a devil. But you know, as the series goes on, he comes to respect him. I I don't know if that's character development or maybe he was just like waiting to see if he's actually wants to put it put his money where his mouth is to sort of say. But I really like that he came to like respect him in the end. And his backstory with how he started uh, Company 8 was actually really nice. It was. I think it was a nice little touch. It was kind of random when they put it. It kind of came randomly because they were they were like doing this thing. And then and Shimon was like, hey, how did you guys start? And it just started happening. It was kind of random, but it was nice to see. It also I actually really like his, his, his too. I really like his weapon, like his gun. Mm-hmm. Like there was this one fight where they were fighting this guy. And he was like hiding behind like a like a, like inside of a storehouse, and and he, he was like, "Oh no, how are we gonna get him?" And he and I was like, "Yo, I got this." So he got his gun out. He literally shot, and it ricocheted right into him and knocked him out. It was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was a, it was a yeah. good moment. It was a very I funny guess, moment. I guess we should break down the topics too. So there's essentially different generations of fire soldiers. There's oh yes, uh, first generation that really can't do anything with fire. Um, they're just a normal person who's chosen to help fight the infernals. Yep. Uh, there is generation two they can control fire but they can't start fire um yes. i and, think in general i think in f- company eight standards i think maki and Hinawa are both gen two they are and obi is gen one obi, yeah, can't obi fire does not have any uh fire abilities at all uh, but that, that's what's cool about uh so like we said that maki's power was the familiars she has to start a fire and then she can create the familiars from that fire um, <laughs> yeah the cool thing about uh Hinawa is he can't control fire directly, but he can kind of control how it moves. So he even explains like in his gun, when he pulls the trigger to ignite it, he can choose how it moves from the ignition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why he always has his gun. And that's always really cool. So like this guy's hiding. He's like, oh, pff, I'll shoot my gun and make it go around. Like no biggie. We're good. He can literally make it be like an airsoft gun or like the 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 most flaming fastest bullet ever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's really amazing. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they used it sparingly. It wasn't overused because he's not there very often. So when he was there and did use it, it always ended up being pretty cool. And then we um, have the Generation 3 who mm-hmm. can manipulate fire instead of controlling it. So we yeah, have they can, Shinra. They can create and manipulate it at will. We have Shinra who can uh, use it from his ankles. We have Arthur who can command it from his sword. And then we have uh, Tamaki, right? Yeah, Tamaki, yeah. who can like could put it all over her body. I never really got that because they didn't really explain it that well. But no, was... they didn't explain it. She essentially puts it all over her body, but it's she becomes like a cat. She's got like cat ears, tails, and claws. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually really cool. I will say it's that. really cool. It's just a shame that it doesn't get used to better as much uh, execution. Essentially, I would yes. say. All right. I guess we could talk about Obi next. Obi is a really nice character, actually. Honestly, 
he's very respectable, for, especially for someone. He's the leader. He has no fire abilities ever yet. He always puts himself in the line of danger, always to protect his comrades, always to make sure everything will be safe. That is really respectable. And every time he's like in like the company eight, like house place, he's always like working out to some extreme measures. It's a really fun character trait. He's a really nice guy. Honestly, a really respectable leader in my opinion. So yeah, really good character. Think, what, what about you? What do you think about Mr. Obi Falcon? I like Obi a lot. He's very much your kind of, t- typical kind of leader character in some ways um very much he wants to he also kind of wants to be a hero to some extent he kind of wants to just save people to the best he can um and he's given a special mission that we'll talk about later which is why company eight even exists and why he particularly was chosen to be the leader but he essentially he wants to save people no matter what he doesn't care if there's a rule against it if he can break that rule to save somebody to him it's worth it um but he also is He's cool because he can't use fire, so he has to be decked out in all this special tech to fight and protect himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish we got to see more of it. He favors that really huge shield for a lot of it. At the beginning of episode three, or like somewhere in it, or mm-hmm. I think episode two, he was explaining to Shinra and Arthur about like the axe thing, which is kind of like a gun too. Right. It was like the only time he really like kind of explained about like the technology. But now that Vulcan is in, I'm sure maybe in season two, they'll expand upon it more. But I oh, it they is have really to. to see all the uh, equipment and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we do see in that episode too, he gives Shinra the axe because they're fighting in a house and Shinra has to have a lot of room to really be able to use his powers as well. So it's like, hey, you can't really use your powers efficiently here. Take this axe to be safe, um, which was really fun. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. His backstory was interesting. Um, anything else about oh i think even like when you talked about the workouts yeah it was great when shinra meets him after he first gets there he's like doing upside down pull-ups or something <laughs> upside down it's like great he's, he's hanging on the pull-up bar <laughs> and doing like sit-ups but uh i don't remember if he had weights on like as well or not but yeah it's just like you think something's wrong because it's just all of a sudden you see him upside down and it's like oh no he's just doing vertical pull-ups or whatever but yeah that was always fun because he had to just make sure he was but like really strong and in tip-top shape to really help. Um, but after Obi, uh, I guess Arthur would be the next best to talk about. Our <laughs> Sir King Knight of the Fire Force, uh, who has a really, really cool Excalibur sword. Um, essentially, he can control the, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but he can condense the flames in his hand. So the blade he has for his sword lets him form it into a solid blade. So he just has this like blade of just extremely hot fire that he's condensed to hold it shape it's really cool yeah i will it's admit really that his cool. power and he explained it in one of the fights in the second half of season one like the more knightly he is the stronger his flame is which is really mm-hmm. cool as well yeah. his, his delusion played into how strong he would be so the more delusional <laughs> he is about being a knight the the stronger he'll become uh, which isn't necessarily healthy, but it was it was fun for a show. I, I don't like Arthur. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Arthur at all. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Arthur sucks. He is such a – I understand. Like, I was actually talking to one of my coworkers about it, and he he literally says that, like, in season two, his he's, like, the joke character. And it's more played into season two. I'll have to wait to see that for myself. But in season right. one, I did not – like it at all i don't did not like his character at all i feel like everything he said just kind of almost pissed me off like there was this one little scene where he's fighting this guy uh, a little bit of a spoiler not really where he's like losing to this like uh, infernal right and he's like why am i losing i'm much stronger than this and he realizes 
I'm using my sword in my wrong hand. Yeah. So yeah, he literally like, oh. switches to his other hand and kicks the, it literally destroys him in one slice. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. I understand for a comedy reason. That's funny. But like in a really tense situation, that's really stupid. I did not like that at all. And that's, that's honestly the moment where I started disliking him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I'm not a huge fan of Arthur. I do like that he considers Shinra to be his rival, but they mm-hmm. also don't really make that rivalry warranted. It's just kind it's of more like warranted they are open- rivals and they don't like each other, so they want to beat each other, but they don't really do anything to like justify who's the better one, why that's the case. He's just kind of there. But yeah, the whole thing with the fight, it's just like, this feels weird. I'm normally doing much better than this. Wait, the sword's in my left hand. Let me switch it to my right hand. Yes, this <laughs> better so night. Ah, and it's like, okay, then he wins. Um, ah, it's so stupid. Oh my god. I really hate that the show focuses a lot about him. I hate it. Yeah, give us Maki screen time instead. Or, exactly. I take Tamaki. I, I don't know if I hate Arthur or Tamaki more, honestly. I greatly hate Tamaki more, and I guess we can talk about her now. Because okay. Tamaki's character is only there. So real quick, real weird... quick, before we, we mention that, uh, Tamaki actually, a little bit of a spoiler, she actually came from uh, 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 co- Company One. She mm-hmm. came from Company One originally, but uh, due to an incident that happens in the anime, uh, she gets uh, uh, what, suspended, suspended and, and reassigned. So she works with Company Eight there. And as we mentioned, her power is she can like, make herself look like a cat like she has like the flame ears the flame tail the flame claws really actually kind of badass and especially in the first opening you see how like like badass she can be mm-hmm. which is kind of cool but unfortunately uh with her i think you should explain this one mr falcon yeah so tom he's whole character is to fall into weird fan service situations no matter when or what they're doing she's gonna trip or fall on somebody or do something like that and it's going to just turn go downhill from there, um, which is aggravating because she has this potential to be such a really cool, interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yet her whole character is just, let me carry this tea. Oh, no, I fail. Oh, no, you're touching me. I'm going to scream and run away. You know, or <laughs> I think there's like one time she's like walking and like her pants fall down or something. It's just like, OK, but the part that I hate the most about her and where I finally just got because I wasn't liking her, but I didn't hate her character. But then there's one part later on, you have this fight that's going on. Really great, really super great fight. Tons of fun. And then they cut away from the fight for you to see Tamaki fall down and like get water on her clothes. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes back to the fight. Like, why did we need to see that? It didn't matter or anything. It just happened. And that's it has a name, character. by the way. I, they mentioned it? it a lot. And I, I, it kind of like, it's called Lucky Letcher Lur. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot it had a name. And it's just so weird that like all the characters, like I remember this one scene where I think uh, the, the cap, one of the captains from the other, from the other companies were eating with them. And, and like Tamaki has one of those moments where like one of those like lewd moments and, 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 she's like is, is this normal and and then obi was like no that's just her lucky let your lure that normally mm-hmm. happens don't worry about it i'm just like are you serious that's is that a, not a problem or anything i don't understand like why no, that's like, they, not happening like why they genuinely are just used to it. it's like oh yeah she just has this like bad luck thing that she calls this it just happens like i think there's one part yeah where they have some people over and it happens and they're like well, that's not good. It's like, ah, uh, you get used to it. And like, they're all just used to it happening. It's just like, hey, Iris, go help her change clothes. Okay. 
And then I think like while they're walking, you hear them like trip and fall again or something. And it's just like, come on, man. Like really mm-hmm. like that's it. But then that's really all she does. She's there to get reassigned and be the fan service. Uh, and that that's leaves. It really. Hold yeah. on real quick. Well, mm-hmm. we also have to talk about Iris. Cause I know we were, well, that, we did for, I did forget but, about uh, Iris. One thing I just want to say kind of a spoiler. The end of episode eight, beginning of episode nine, it has mm-hmm. my favorite animation scene, and it's for her crying, which is kind of really kind of bad to say, but I just really love mm-hmm. the animation of her tears and like the way her movements were everything. I thought that was a really beautiful moment in mm-hmm. the series. All right, Good just deal. wanted to say that it's, it's probably my favorite animation moment. Yeah, so Iris, Iris, yes, our you little want to leave nun. And talk? Yep. Okay, so Iris, as we mentioned, she was like the key focus of the first ending theme with like her dark. Uh, like her dark story like that's happening there we have no idea what it is um she doesn't really get that much attention other than like the moments where it happens um like when like in the situation that explained like her backstory and it is actually rather sad really nice it's and it's uh it's i like how it's resolved but other than that it doesn't really she doesn't really stand out as much afterward at all she's just kind of like there i mean she's necessary because as we forgot to explain uh in certain places in uh this new japan era uh they pray to this god i think i forget the god's name a soul his name is soul mm-hmm. and uh at the end uh they have the sister whoever it is do like a prayer to like help uh i guess find help the soul find its way to like heaven after it's been infernalized. Uh, back to the infernal flame, I believe. Yes. Yes, I, which is really nice. I really like. That's a nice touch. I'll admit. Mm-hmm. And they always end it with a latom, which I'm like, okay, what does that even mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. But uh, yeah. Other than that, Iris does not really do anything. She's a character that's necessary, but not really needed. In uh, she's opinion. she's necessary, and they have you find out her backstory in one of the first couple arcs. Um. But then after that, she's she's really just kind of there. She's there to do the prayer and assist the team however else she can, like at the base. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much her. She's a really nice character. I like her a lot. Um, but she's kind of like Maki and Hinawa, where she doesn't really get a ton of screen time uh, for the majority of the show. Bit of a bit of a spoiler, but uh, when I'm going into the show, I thought that Shinra and Iris were going to be like a thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw like screenshots and stuff, and I thought that was gonna happen. And then when they actually had the uh, the 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 thing, it actually ended up being the other person who ended up falling for Shinra. And I'm like, oh, that was actually completely unexpected. I did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did kind of set up to pretty thought like they could be like a love interest, but you know what, doesn't really girl. work out. You know what, best girl. <laughs> and that's all of them, but Shinra and the two characters who come in much later. Do we want to well, talk about Shinra, or do we want to try to? Oh, uh, we could talk about. Already? We could talk about Victor and and uh, Victor and uh, Vulcan. Sure, sure. Okay. We can talk about it without spoiling much. Um, so let's talk about Victor first. Uh, Victor is, as I mentioned, he's the scientist who was uh brought in by the company which is whose name i literally mentioned a few minutes ago but already forgot right i think it was hajima hajima right (laughs) and uh he's a little suspicious at first and literally the episode uh uh he comes in uh he's like oh everything's going according to what they wanted me to do so obviously he's gonna he's there for some nefarious purpose that we do not know yet Mm -hmm. but uh other than that he just he seems mysterious uh mostly again not not that much has been revealed about him uh, he's had his little bit moments, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm excited to see what they could do for him with uh, season two. What about you, Mr. Falcon? Oh, for sure. I mean, we we know 
at least one person he's kind of working with. I won't say who, just for spoiler reasons. I'd rather people figure that out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise, he's just kind of there. He does try to help uh, Sheen run Arthur figure out and how to does. use their abilities better. Um, but otherwise, he's just kind of the mysterious scientist who's just kind of there because they didn't have a scientist. Um, but he's very much there to either get information or to sabotage them in some way. Um, but we don't really know what or yeah, why there yet. There isn't really much information about him. And then that only leads us to Vulcan, oh. the resident inventor for Company 8. Ah, yes. You can lead this off, Mr. Falcon. Right. So Vulcan uh, was not originally part of the Fire Force. Uh, he has his whole little art that kind of talks about him, his backstory. But essentially, Company 8 is the most understaffed company. They don't even have one person for every role. So they need an inventor to help keep track of all their equipment. So that way, you know, what can stop being the one to subparly do it. Um, but everybody knows about Vulcan. He is legendary. Everyone knows he's great, but he doesn't really show his face or anything. He always has masks. He lives in this warehouse. He never really leaves. Uh, so he has to get recruited by Company 8, and that's what his arc is about. So we won't talk too much about and that. And I am just learning his last name is Joseph. Is it? You know what Joseph? Vulcan Joseph. Not Hino, Vulcan Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hard to talk about because you can't talk about the spoilers, but essentially he doesn't really like the fire force, but he doesn't like Hijima either. And the only two people who are coming to him are Hijima wanting to give him a job because they want his genius to help them make new technology to sell to the fire force. And then the fire force wants him directly so they can just have this really great inventor in their group who can help make stuff for them for essentially free. Um, and due to circumstances that we cannot mention because yes. spoilers, he ends up joining Company 8, which is actually yes. really nice. I actually really do like his character. His personality is really nice. I like – see, this is also – I just want to mention this real quick. And I, I, I kind of – if you think about it because they mentioned it then and if you think about it, it uh, didn't it didn't make sense. But there's not many animals in the world of uh, – the, in the world of Fire Force. And our friend it's Vulcan true, really wants are. to like create machines to help the animals come back which is really yes. cool, really like, really respectful, really honest. That's what I really like about him. He really loves animals. He's like an animal lover. Mm-hmm. A lot of inventions that like help nature and everything. And as I mentioned, the fact that animals are all gone is really dark. It really puts into perspective how like dark the world is. Right. Um, yeah. So he does that. And even a lot of his inventions that don't help animals look like animals. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a he... scene where he's fighting this guy and he literally for like 10 seconds he puts his penguin armor on I'm like this dude got yeah. penguin armor yeah he, he has the <laughs> penguin armor uh oh what was it he had something in his house i want to say it was like a frog face or something that did something it may not have been a frog but there was some sort of just like animal like sculpture he had mounted to his wall that like i don't know if it was a security system or if it attacked people i don't remember but it was great um but that was also fun when they're in his workshop trying to recruit him. Iris just keeps touching stuff and it keeps like setting off bombs and traps and whatnot. So he has to keep trying to tell them, don't touch anything, but this is adorable. I want to touch it. Don't touch it. Uh, but yeah, it was, he was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's Hulk all we can really character. say. Everything yeah. that I've seen about him, we've, I mean, to be fair, we've seen little about him as well. Mm-hmm. He comes in over fair, halfway through. He is a really good character. One mm-hmm. of my favorites personally, honestly. Yeah, and I guess that just leaves us with our our good old MC Shinra, uh, Mr. Devil's Footprints. Now Shinra is I uh, probably the best character in my opinion, but that's obviously main character based because we literally get the most attention to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I really like Shinra because he's literally a character who has a woeful past and is fighting for the greater good. He wants to be a hero to help people, and in season one he does a lot, which is great. 
Uh, but he's basically, as I mentioned before, he has a tick where when he's nervous, he smiles and it puts him into worse situations than usual. And because of that, he gets to help people and be an awesome main character. Wouldn't you say so, Falcon? Oh, he's a great main character, for sure. He's definitely a great main character. I like him because very early on, his motives are defined. You know exactly why he's there and what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like, too, they develop him very well. He's not like your typical shonen protagonist where he's either always going to win or he's going to lose and then just get some really great power up fairly quickly and then win all the time. Uh, they set him up really well. And one reason I'll talk about later on uh, for sure, I typically don't like the main protagonist in shows. I just always favor like the side supporting characters more. Um, but Shinra is one of my favorites, hands down in this show. Uh, he's just terrific. His quirk of always having the really creepy devil smile. Um, just the fact he wants to be the hero all the time. Uh, just everything's about him is great. His backstory is really good. Um, even just his relationship with other characters, they develop really well. I just want to mention this real quick. It's, it's kind of a spoiler, but I'm not going to like mention the spoiler, but there's this moment where he realizes something and like he has like this information to himself. And usually in a typical shonen, the character would keep it to themselves to until later to create like dramatic tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, he actually tells his team what the issue is. And because of that, they create a plan for it which is super awesome, completely different than uh, a typical shonen, which gives bonus points for Shinra in that case. I really like that, that he decided to share the information instead of keeping it to himself. Really smart Mm. move. Right, right. Yes, but I will agree with you that, I mean, mean, I'm going to have to disagree with you and the aspect, I kind of like the main character more because the main character is more developed, but I do have Mm. instances where I don't like the main character at all. Right, that's just a quirk with me. Uh, Just, I've always, whenever I watch a shonen, or any kind of like anime with the main character, I usually just, even if I don't dislike them, I just like every other character better. Um, <laughs> and I, that's just me. But I've always, I've never identified much as being like the main guy out in the front. So I feel like it's kind of too, like I usually prefer to be the guy off to the side behind the scenes doing things. I think I personally just relate to that better. So it helps me understand a lot of these little side characters a lot better. Right. Okay. And I guess that's all the characters now that we've mentioned it. Right? Uh, All the main characters of company. I mean, we was obviously the side characters, but we're not really going to go into them. No, there's way too many to do that. We've already spent a good chunk of time on characters as well. Yes. Real quick, before we move on to our next topic, I just want to mention two quick things. I want to ask Falcon a question. Falcon, did you watch the anime dubbed or subbed? I did watch it dubbed. You did watch it dubbed. I watched it subbed. So we have two differing opinions on that. What did you Mm -hmm. think of the dub? The dub was actually very, very good. Um, I've never been one to really hate dubs a ton, though. Um, but this one, I believe, is above an above-average dub. That's good. Uh, yeah. So I got it. I watched it uh, through Microsoft. Uh, it was on sale for like $5 for the whole first season, so I just bought oh, it. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So I bought it, and that's how I watched it. Um, really, really great. Uh, I kind of want to go back and watch some of the sub now just to see how different the voices are. I watched the sub. Yes. The, the sub was really good too, by the way. I really liked what I watched on the sub. I watched it on Crunchyroll because I have a paid uh, subscription on there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the voice acting. The Everything about the sub was great. The the tone, the setting, everything. I did watch the first episode, the dub, and I, I only watched one episode. I'm going to say it was all right. I did not really like Shinra's voice. It, it kind of sounded not what I expected him to compared to the sub. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. sounds more like like 
like more like strong like he knows what he's doing and when this dub he sounds like a little bit doubtful but again i only watched one episode so i can't really form an opinion based on that no that's that's fair he very much has kind of what you would expect from a dub shown in protagonist voice uh, i don't remember who said it it was on a comment on either youtube or a forum somewhere that someone kind of phrases he sounds like a budget todd Haverkorn voice <laughs> And I was like, I can kind of see that. That's not a bad, you know, thing. The guy doesn't do a bad job, but it is. I can see that, like, some people would, yeah, it kind of wouldn't be the best fitting voice. But I don't think it is a bad job. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, very kind of stereotypical modern day shonen protagonist. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, and real quick, the next thing before we move on to the next topic. I always like to do this, and I'm going to try to make this a habit for this podcast. But okay. for the anime, I I always like to see how much, how far into the manga or the light novel the series goes. So okay. just to let, just to let all the listeners uh, uh, know, just in case you were thinking of getting into Fire Force and you don't have the time to watch the anime, but you have the time to read the manga or the light novel, um, the first season is the first ninety chapters of the manga. I didn't realize it took up that much of it. It did ninety chapters of it. That's kind of impressive because I actually felt like it was really well done. I will admit, though, the beginning kind of felt rushed, but I mean, I didn't know what the main plot of the story was. So after mm-hmm. like watching more, I'm like, OK, it wasn't really rushed, but it felt that way at the beginning. Right. All right, Mr. Falcon, what's our next topic? So it can't be a shonen chimp without some really cool fight scenes. And this oh, wait, one has where's the beach scene? The beach scene. <laughs> oh, this sorry. Wrong, wrong section. Scene. Wrong section. You're right. The fight scenes. That's right. It fight can't scenes, be yes. without fight scenes. Has to have fight scenes um so this one has a lot actually um most of them were fairly good um a couple of the earlier ones kind of meh um but jim do you have or condor do you have any favorite fight scenes from the fire force show Hmm, i have to think on it real quick why think on it let me just mention i really do like we didn't really mention it when we talked about shinra but his ability his like his like fighting ability where he basically he has like fire coming from his like i guess his ankles or his legs and it can like propel him forward so he basically fights with a lot of like aerial kicks and it's like super cool because like i watched my hero and like deku kind of does that like mm-hmm. later into the anime but like shinra does this like way better it's like super awesome to see like kicking everything i like to see all the aerodynamics um i guess the fight uh where he was fighting the guy in the warehouse with tamaki uh i forget okay. what his name was but he had like the star eyes but like yeah 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 uh oh shoot i looked it up and now i forgot it again i can um, i can look it up i can look it up but basically yeah, he, that was a good one basically um this guy uh, i'm sorry shinra he he was like he, they're like in this warehouse and um i don't even see the names of the people in here that's he was nice. with company one let me see if i can find he it. was with company one he was like one of the lieutenants you look it up while i talk Rekka. his name was Rekka. his name was Rekka. that is right Rekka. it was shinra versus Rekka. and um he's like the Rekka has the ability what was his ability? oh yeah he basically punches with fire he's like a punching yes. fire guy which is like the complete opposite of shinra so you know it's gonna be like a good good ass fight with punches versus kicks so uh Basically, he's. I'm noticed. He's like looking around. He's like planning. He's like, oh, I can use literally the walls and the, the roof around me, to like propel myself at him. I literally have the advantage in the air around him. And it's really cool to see like the main character thinking that way instead of just blindly going in to the fight. And like because of that, the fight was like really like action packed. It was like pretty. It was actually kind of equal because you have Shinra who's literally like this new guy, and then you have uh, Rekka who's like the lieutenant of the first company, and like mm-hmm. they're fighting like equal, which is amazing. Because you'd think that uh, it wouldn't be equal and the lieutenant would have the advantage ends up uh well he ends up getting to a point where he's about to win but then like uh, help comes 
from the form of the other lieutenant. Which, by the way, I just want to say real quick about that arc. I really thought that like all the lieutenants were sus, mm-hmm. suspicious about everything. Every single one of them seemed very suspicious. I thought they were all suspicious, and it made me like like oh they're gonna get like a traitor like right in the back. But it never happened, so it was good to see. But yeah, anyway, that was my favorite fight. Uh, what about you? Uh, before I tell mine, I'll talk about that one because that fight was one that was on up there. Um, but it's also important to note too that Tamaki is also fighting him before Shinra shows up. And it was this really cool thing of that was the most, I'd say that's probably my favorite Tamaki moment. Where she because, gets beat up? Wow, you're horrible. Well, she she gets <laughs> beat up, but she's not just fan service. She's using her power. She's doing a fairly good job, but she's just nowhere near strong enough to beat him down. She and, also lets her personal feelings get in the way because Tamaki was a character who really respected all of the higher ups in, in uh, yes. Company One. Yeah, she essentially she was like being trained by Rekka all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finds out some things he's doing that she can't stand for. There's some hostages they have there that she's trying to protect while fighting. So she's more concerned, I guess, more about protecting the hostages as opposed to actually beating him down. But she's just getting wrecked. And then Shinra ends up coming across and fighting. He starts helping out. And then he doesn't get to finish it. Someone else comes in and finishes that later. Um, but that was mm-hmm. just a really good fight because it it is very much one of those Sheener did a good job, but he still wasn't good enough to take it down due to his like inexperience. But he still was fighting on equal terms. If he had yeah. a little bit more experience, he definitely could have won. Oh, for sure. Um, and the lieutenant who came in and helped out at the end is actually one of the ones that I liked the best. But I oh, I'm, talk I'm about sure. That. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the my favorite fight was easily the fight with Benny Maru, and I believe his name was Yona. They're the uh, town of Company. Was it seven? Yes, Company Seven. Yeah, uh, I just Benny Mara, fight. by the way, is the is the captain of uh, Company yes, Seven. Yes, he's the captain. He's very kind of lazy. Wouldn't it be the best word? He, he's really... basically the type of person who likes to do things his way. He doesn't like to follow the rules. Yeah. He just likes to do it the way he wants to. Honestly, I was a little kind of on him at the beginning, but he grew on me as the he's, anime went on yeah he's definitely not my favorite character um but uh he had funky eyes too uh, <laughs> i had a theory because there, there were numerous characters who had these like really weird like pupils for eyes and i was like that has to mean something that has to mean like they're all bad or something and that, that ended up not painting out uh or at least not yet um but yeah it, he i didn't like his personality that well but just his fighting style he uses i forget what they're actually called they have a name these like umbrella type things he can light them on fire shoot them around the town uh, but he doesn't care about destroying buildings he's like if we destroy buildings we'll just rebuild them no big deal like we just have to stop the people they base they mentioned that buildings can be rebuilt but human lives can't so yeah that's why they do it it's their own way of sending off the infernals in uh company seven yeah and company seven doesn't like dealing with the other companies because they are very much different company seven wants to protect property at all costs while saving the lives and relying on all their tools and Company Seven, you go to their district and it's more just kind of like a more <laughs> traditional looking Japanese town, I guess. Uh, but uh, they all respect Benimaru. Benimaru does things his own way, but he kind of seems just really relaxed, kind of slacking off a lot of the time. He doesn't want the responsibility that he has, I guess, is the best way to phrase it. So he's kind of trying to like shirk a lot of it. Um, but he has this fight with Yona, who I believe was one of, was it Yona the Archer? No, yo, that's not Arrow. Arrow's the that archer. is Arrow. Uh, but Arrow was there too, so that's probably why. But Arrow and Yona, yeah. It's just this really cool fight. They're doing just explosions going off everywhere. Uh, they're both just doing a lot of really cool techniques. And then Shinra has to come in at the end and kind of help out, assist as well. And it kind of had this nice, almost kind of like a tag team scenario. Um, that's actually one of my favorite moments because there's a part where 
Benny Mara is essentially going to get hit if Sheenor didn't come in and block the shot for him. Yeah, like the scene where he's like going way into the sky yeah, yeah. with him, like with the umbrella and just sending him up there to give like yeah, the they're just like move. It was just it was really awesome. That's what it, it was. It's really cool to see like a captain do something like super awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like essentially Benny Mara knows the only way he can defeat this guy is if he like slams him to the ground really hard. So they're just going skyrocketing in the air. And then Arrow, the archer, shoots an arrow up in the sky. And Benny Maru can't see it. So Shinra just like jets it, tries to kick the arrow away before it hits him. It's a really cool fight. And I felt that was a really cool character moment for Shinra as well, because he knew he was nowhere near strong enough to take down that guy. Benny Maru had to be the one to do it, but he was going to help out however he could. You know, it's a show and the main character got to shine somehow. <laughs> yeah, but it, I liked it because it wasn't a shining moment like you'd see in like My Hero where you know, someone's fighting this villain and then Deku comes in and still gets the like final blow or whatever. It's very much like, you yeah, got to yeah, do this, yeah. but I'm going to be your backup. And I liked, I liked that. That doesn't happen enough in Shonen's. Um, like, and Naruto, You're Naruto's right. never going to be the backup. Naruto's going to be the one who gets the kill. Um, but that, was that probably is something I do hate about Shonen's, especially mm-hmm. in Yu-Gi-Oh! animes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the main character. Therefore, I have the best trap cards. That is right. Um, but, but yeah, um, otherwise, there weren't really... The other fights were good, but none that I find like super memorable, except maybe like the, the final when they first go to the final one was great. Yeah. And then when they're like doing like the kind of sparring with company one at the very beginning, that was cool, but it was more cool to see what the company one lieutenant's powers were more or less. Definitely. It was definitely cool to see like the, like the guy who you said your favorite character was, who could basically has like this giant instrument on his back and he can literally take fire and freeze it was yeah. really cool. Definitely different. Also, I did like the fight with Hibana because I really like Hibana's power. Hibana's power is cool, but I just it kind of just like one kick and she went down. So it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I mean, Hibana's not an interesting character. I love her power. But then also the one thing that annoyed me the most, I don't know if this happened in the sub. This could be a dub only thing. But she calls everybody gravel. Yeah, she does in the sub. Just the way the voice actor said gravel in the dub just annoyed me to no end <laughs> so every time she was there she's like i don't deal with gravel i'm like oh gravel, go away. gravel on the ground being gravel yeah, after all i guess so people know what she does her her power she essentially makes these like fire blossoms that just appear all around her and, and if you Hibana hit them, ends up being the one uh who ends up falling in love with shinra as well yeah she, she just ends up having this like huge crush on him um, but that's really all I can think about. about but Falcon, Hibana is best girl. Hibana is not best girl. No, 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 no. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can really think about talking about like standout fight scenes. Basically, in the end, the fights were really great. Some mediocre, some amazing. Uh, very good, very action-packed. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good, lot of good fights. I highly recommend. Like, it'd be good to just watch, watch an o, like a AMV if people still do those anymore. And you have like the Fire Force fights in the background. It's like, okay. That's, I'm, sure is, there's I'm feeling AMVs. this. Let's do it. I'm, yeah, there's definitely AMVs. I just don't look at them that much anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm not Kaizen. I mean, hi. Who is that then? <laughs> who? 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 Anyway, who? Um, let's uh, move on to the next topic. Yeah. So after the fight scenes, that's pretty much the main uh, staples of a show that we would normally tend to talk about. For a shonen in general. <laughs> for I mean, a show, Slice yeah, of for Life sure. has different things. And Slice of Life is stuff. your favorite hugs. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what we would talk about in a slice of life and don't worry there will be many of those coming uh but otherwise like what's some favorite moments that we had uh there's you know that's kind of helps keep your memories of a show uh so definitely uh we'll talk about that Uh, i guess one of my personal favorite moments from the show uh which fight was it i believe it was 
was it? Who was the one doing the fight? It was at the end when they're at the very end, last arc. I believe yes, the Obi the and yeah, in the Nether. It was the Obi and uh, Vulcan fight, I believe. I like that uh, one a lot. That was not even really the fight, just kind of like it had like a lot of really good moments. Um, because I don't really remember the fight scene too well. I just remember it had like I was very hyped up for that part. That was really great. Mm. Um, what's another favorite moment I had? I really did like the training montage that Shinra had with Benimaru after they kind of saved the town. That was a great, a great way to do the training. And I felt that was very, I felt like that was um, a very good way for them. Like, I feel like Shinra and Arthur was perfect for them to be trained under Benimaru, mm-hmm. especially after like they helped save the town from the infernal. That happened. Yeah, they kind of became the one company that company seven didn't completely hate because yes, company eight did respect their way. Like they came for help. They told them they'd help, that it had to go on their terms, and they respected that. So it was kind of like, hey, you helped us out, and you didn't force us to do it your way, so we're cool with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Very cool. I guess some favorite moments for me, like, hmm. I did like the scene at the end with Hibana, where, where, where Shin was like, I'll be your hero no matter what, just always call me. And then her <laughs> eyes turned yeah. to, like, hearts, and it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, okay. I, that was a good it's one. Happening. I liked that one a lot. Uh, and another favorite scene would be I actually really did like the scene with uh, how can I the lieutenant from I keep forgetting Hinawa Hinawa versus Arrow at the end was that was a good scene. one. That it was, was really just like projectiles versus projectiles, and it's like them just exchanging blows, and it was just really cool. Oh my gosh. Just and like even that. even that scene of him just like running through the train, it was a great. Uh, trying it to avoid her place. arrows, trying to uh, trick her up. That was really good. Uh, I guess another moment I liked is at the beginning during the rookie training exam or training challenge or whatever it was called mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Shinra has to just carry everybody out of the building before it explodes. And he blasts through the top. He blasts through the, the top. And then uh, uh. the captain of company one comes and grabs Tamaki. And I was like, you make sure he gets down safe. And he just kind of lets Arthur just like fall to the ground. Good. Uh, because he had the other two like unconscious guys on him. Uh, that was a funny moment too of like, Arthur's like, what about me? And he's like, don't worry, look down, they got you. And it's just company eight has like a tarp to like catch him. And he's like, that's not cool. Then he misses the tarp and just like hits the ground or whatever. Good. But yeah, it was, I, I, I laughed really hard at that one. Which is My like, favorite okay. moment is every time Arthur got hurt. <laughs> he, I mean, he didn't have a landing strategy, champ no he didn't no he didn't very, um, very shameful very very, very john-esque <laughs> <laughs> oh got him uh, uh ggs yeah um so we talked about this before uh i don't have any many other favorite moments those are kind of the ones that stick out the most to me i mean i guess i wouldn't really call it favorite moments but just like the general like w- like the worldview as i keep mentioning was really dark mm-hmm. it's really like keeps you interested to see like learn more about the world that's what like really i remember most of from the series that that and the characters too which we talked about but yeah that's i guess that's just about it it yeah. definitely it's definitely a lot of good moments i'm sure if you were to watch it for yourself you would definitely be able to pick out your own favorite moments it, it yeah. has a little bit of things for everybody yeah, yeah, the the one world building moment I think that I remember the most is after they go to the house and get rid of that infernal and they're talking to the little girl and you find out her mom had become an infernal like a month before and now her dad had just become one so now she's just essentially this like orphaned high school girl because both her parents just burst into flames and it's like right. that was the first one it's like okay so no like some people are super unlucky in this world um, and there's nothing they can do about it really. 
yeah it's very dark i i really like how dark it is not expected of a like a shonen anime honestly no no yes uh, but otherwise this is something we thought about thought about asking before we started and we still have some time left so we have all the time in the world all the time in the about? world so condor <laughs> if you were a fire force soldier embrace your inner weeb what power would you want to have <laughs> Now, can I can I choose my own power? Or do I have to copy someone from the show? Let's do one of each. If you could do, if you had to copy a power from the show, who would it be? And if you had your own power, very base, but I want Shinra's power mm-hmm. because I really like the fact of just flying with fire. And you can just easily like, clean your uh, feet, just put them in the flames, all the dirt's gone. You know, no, very no, good. not that. No, I just like the fact <laughs> that you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> you can just like literally fly and propel and just like do these awesome kicks it's just like really cool so that's the power i would cop i would copy and if i had to choose my own power i would probably choose something like I- it would be kind of similar to arthur's not like to completely but like i just make it like, basically make like a flame sword and just use that and i could also like make the sword a gun totally not any copying any sort of anime but like so you can I just make like it, random fire weapons shoot, like fire yeah i could just make yeah how about that totally i'd make like different types of fire weapons i could have like a sword a gun a claymore a, a katana things like that okay it'd be really cool what about you uh mr falcon hmm so from choosing one from the show i'm torn between two i believe I guess I'll go with, I would take, I would take Hina was, I feel like out of the ones in the show, that would be the one I would probably use the best. I'd be the guy who's like standing behind a pillar and like shooting around stuff um, easily. If I had to have my own, ooh, that one's going to be hard. I hadn't thought about that one this whole time. Um, okay. Take your time. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'll still go support. I would be able just to create like a giant wall of fire to make like a shield. Oh, interesting. Um, kind of take Obi's role, but actually have it with powers. Uh, just I could go shield people, uh, but have it bounce way. bounce attacks back. Not necessarily stronger, but like I could block an attack, shoot it off back at them. We'll say that. I don't know if that would help during an evacuation. Or it like wouldn't help during help. an evacuation, unless like an infernal was about to attack a civilian. Then I just go block the infernal's attack. Yeah. But, by the way, speaking of Hinawa's power real quick, you mentioned, I think they showed this a bit when she did her uh, attack, but I think her she could choose who her fire affects and who it does not affect. Oh, for Hibana's? Yeah. Uh, I think so, because I think one of her company like runs through one of the flower blossoms, I think. Um, yeah, hers is cool. Essentially, she just makes flowers. They yeah. cut people, um, and then like they can just make these like really small fire cuts, but it's more of like a trap kind of ability. Um, she can surround herself so you can't approach her, but then she can try to like keep you away. Um, yeah. But yes, very cool. A lot of the, there's definitely like I will mention this real quick. The uh, the powers that all the the uh, special fire force people have are all like different and unique, and you think they eventually like run out of ideas, but they keep like having cool ones. Like you have the main character with his legs, you have mm-hmm. that guy with the fist, which is like obvious ones, but then mm-hmm. you have unique ones like Hibana's with the flowers, and then you have the guy who can like literally make clones out of like a smoke screen. Yeah. That one's pretty cool as well. And then you just have like uh the uh, Hinawa with like the guns, and, like the pressure points. Like those are like really unique really well thought out and stuff. It's really cool to see what they do with like all the fire. 
Right. What are some, what are some, of, some of your favorite powers that people have in the show? Uh, some of my favorite powers. Um, we've talked about it a little bit. I like Ivana's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like Flams, who is the, I believe it was Flam, the guy who could turn fire into ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, his uh, is his, definitely very unique. His was a favorite. Yeah, Kareem Flam, that was his name. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I liked Arthur's a lot, even though I don't like Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like his power. I will say that. Right. It's, it's a little like a little more knightly you are, you know? There is, I'm not going to say who it is because of spoiler, um, but kind of the final boss of the season. I really liked his power a lot. Oh, yes. Dio. Dio, yes. It is me, Dio. <laughs> um, literally Dio. <laughs> uh, yeah. Benny Maru's was okay, but I wouldn't say it was like a favorite. Well, Benny Maru was a Gen 2 and a Gen 3, so that's why he's like super powerful and people consider yeah. him the strongest captain in the Special Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I that's also the really reason liked... why one of his eyes is an X and the other eye is like a circle. Probably. I mean, I like... he's just a big fan of PlayStation. I don't know. <laughs> he's just playing PlayStation all day, man. Uh, <laughs> Tomaki's power was really cool too. I just wish they used it better. It's not utilized right, in my opinion. Maybe season two will change that. We don't know. Probably not. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably not. not. That's, I feel like that's just her role. If my, if my co-worker says Arthur's still going to be more of a joke character in season two, man, I'm going to believe anything he says. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, otherwise, is there any spoilers you want to talk about? If so, we can give a spoiler warning. Um, I guess we can do a little bit about spoilers, if you don't mind. That's fine. So this next segment's going to be spoilers. So if you guys don't want to hear it, feel free to just skip to maybe, I guess, 10 or 15 minutes later into the thing. I'm not sure how long we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a section on the YouTube video of it um, saying when it ends. Uh, if you are on podcast, yeah, definitely uh, just... Skip forward five, 10 minutes, and we should be good. Okay, so basically, uh, we find out that this character, whose name is Joker, who's still big, pretty much of a mystery, by the way, mm-hmm. um, that Shinra's brother is still alive. Oh yep. my God, who could have seen it coming? Nobody. Nobody. And uh, so he starts getting like hopeful. And uh, later on, we find out that uh, there's this cult who is literally turning people into infernos on purpose mm-hmm. with these little bug things which is uh really crazy really dark which is what the Rekka guy from us company one was doing to people mm-hmm. um and you find out later that his brother works for the cult and he's one of the commanders or the commander i'm not entirely sure if there's more commanders or not but he was yeah. like the only commander we saw and like all like the bad guys are like literally listening to him so uh Shinra literally makes it his goal to like try to save his brother no matter what mm-hmm. and uh as the anime goes on you know they fight the cults people they're like the main bad guys uh and eventually he does come one-on-one with his brother who we mentioned is the guy who stops time and uh that fight was really cool really emotional the ending was surprising i did not expect it to end that way i thought maybe we get the nice typical shonen ending where he comes back but instead literally like these other people come i guess he she could control people with her fire or maybe like a brain waves or like i think it was something electrical because arthur kept countering her with his sword beam mm-hmm. and uh because of that uh the fight ended in a really sour note yeah it wasn't me? explained super well so i'm sure we'll get a little bit better explanation next season hopefully yes anything else you want to add um let's see spoiler wise uh not really those are kind of the big ones um i i guess we could say that uh 
Joker is the character who the resident scientist and company is working with. We see him interacting with Joker a lot. Yes, he has. So we don't know Joker's MO. That's why we don't really know what he's there for to do, really, with the company. I don't know. The anime in the second opening showed Joker with, like, the panel of the good guys, and he must be a good guy. He might be. We really don't know. Like The opening said so. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> he, he's given Shinra very important information. But he we has. don't really know anything about him. Is he genuinely wanting them to succeed, or is he trying to get Shinra just into more trouble than he can handle? It's, we very, don't really mis- know. it's very mysterious to think of uh, what would you do. Yeah. Exactly. And then the biggest spoiler that comes literally at the right, the last end of the, uh, the last episode. Should, should I mention this, Falcon? I say we save this one. I think this one would just be really fun to find on your own. Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah, find this one on your own. Watch the anime. Watch all 24 episodes. You got this. We don't want to spoil the most fun for you. Fun fact, I I literally learned today, too. uh, When the anime originally was aired, uh, Mm -hmm. the last two episodes were aired back-to-back as well. Oh, nice. They're back-to-back 23 and 24. So that's cool for the fans who like that. For sure. Other than that, uh, is there anything else we need to mention? Any other topics? I don't really believe so, Chim. The only last, or Condor, I need to be better about that. It is called Bird Brothers for a reason. Um, I guess the last thing to say is, would you recommend someone to watch Fire Force? And if well, so, everybody, Strictly Shonen fans? Well, real quick, before we mention that, one okay. other thing we should actually, I should I probably should have mentioned, uh, what do we expect of the next season or what's to come? Oh. What's there to expect? Predictions. Predictions. Uh, you should go first. Okay. Um. This is really hard because I really don't know. Of a like, great... what do we want to see? What do you think is gonna happen? Basically, things like that. I really want to see. As we we know, I guess this is a little kind of spoiler. We know that some of the uh, fire force, especially even some of the higher ups, are working with the bad guys. Um. So I feel like we're gonna get more investigations into different companies than we saw this time. We investigated four, seven, and one, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we know uh, about as well yes um so i feel like we're gonna see that i want to see more with the white was it the white claw was the bad guy's name uh white something uh the white fang 100 white clad <laughs> white clad white that's clad people um i, I want to see more with the white clad i want to find out more how they're structured i'd love to see who the evangelist is but i feel like that's like final season reveals um but i don't know we could it could do something else but that's where i really want to see it happen i feel like what we are going to see is just more investigations into more of the fire force company see if there's any other moles in the organization that is definitely what's probably going to happen i for me personally i like to see more screen time for maki i feel like she's mm-hmm. an underrated character that we need to see more of i definitely want to see more vulcan i really like vulcan mm-hmm. he, he has a little thing that's going on that we didn't mention but hopefully that's resolved peacefully i really feel for the guy mm-hmm. honestly um more awesome shinra badass moments hopefully things end up working for him and yeah it's, it'd be cool to see more investigation see more awesome characters see more about joker too joker was definitely a very mysterious mm-hmm. character as well so see what's going on with victor i really want to know what's happening in that regard um maybe maybe if he bought it and shit are going on a date totally gonna happen 100 percent. best girl i, I don't right? care about that that if that happens, fine, but if not, no baby. Maybe maybe Tamaki's lucky lecturer will actually be put to use or something. Probably not. Oh, gosh. Arthur we just being like, smart, have definitely her go not. away for a bit and come back without it. Be like, guys, I fixed it. And be like, yay, you can actually be cool now. Yeah. 
don't <sighs> worry. I'm sure in fan fiction, it's fixed hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. I, I doubt that. I highly doubt that. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to more awesome scenes, more emotional moments with the cast, everything working out. More good. cool firepowers. More cool firepowers. Something else we didn't mention, but it looks like it might be that uh, our main character has another power, but who knows? Eh, it's possible you never know it is a shonen he does have to have some power-ups that's right that's right mm-hmm. uh i guess what did you recommend the show to an aspiring fan falcon a good anime fan a beginner perhaps uh definitely an anime fan definitely a shonen fan um if you only like more slice of life stuff i still think you could enjoy it but i don't know that i would necessarily recommend it for a new person I think it would be a good first anime. It's it has a lot of anime staples, but without being too crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it would be a very decent one. But I've even it's written by the person, as we said earlier, who did Soul Eater, and I'd been used Soul Eater as like first animes for several people, and that was a good first anime. So I feel like this person does a very good job of making a very accessible anime. I guess would be the best way of saying it. So yeah. I definitely would. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how season two turns out. But based off season one. Yeah, for sure. Definitely give Fire Force a watch. Right now at the timing of this podcast, they have 19 episodes out for season two. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would definitely recommend it to a beginner because I feel like this is a really good like way to get into anime. It's not too crazy. It has mm-hmm. not too many crazy things. Whenever I, whenever here, here's my staple for like thinking about this stuff. Whenever I think of uh, introducing anime people, I always think of my mom because my mom is a person who does not really like watch anime. I don't mm-hmm. really show her anime. But like, I would think like, would she enjoy this or would she not? And I'm thinking she would probably enjoy Fire Force if it was like her first anime. But if it was like a veteran anime fan or a shonen anime fan, definitely watch this. Definitely give it a watch. It's it's different. Like Hunter Hunter is shonen wise. I mean, Hunter Hunter is obviously way different. Mm-hmm. But uh, Fire Force definitely recommend. Definitely watch it. Worth the watch. Worth for you to force your uh, to make your own opinion about it. Yeah. And uh, what would you rate Fire Force the first season out of 10, Falcon? Uh, I'd probably give it a seven. I don't think it was enough to be a great anime, but I do think it was a very good anime. Um, That's probably where I would rate it. Uh, What about you, Jim? I'm going to go a little bit above. I'm going to say 7.5 because Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, again, I hate Arthur. I hate, I wouldn't say I hate Tamaki, but I definitely hate Arthur, but I hate Tamaki's, you know, her thing. Other than that, the fights were great. The plot was good. The characters are nice. Uh, It literally had me on the edge of my seat almost, not like every episode, but most episodes. The Mm -hmm. opening ending themes were pretty great overall. Uh, To summarize it all, yeah, I give it a good 7.5 out of 10. All right, there you go. We both recommend you watch Fire Force. It has the Bird Brothers seal of approval. Exactly. What are you doing right now? Go watch it right go, now. Go watch it right now. You don't exactly. have plans. Yeah. Have a life. We're in a pandemic. Nobody has a life during a pandemic. Exactly. You have plenty of time to watch anime. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so thank you all for watching. This was our first episode. We're sure there's many things we can improve on. So if you want to let us know, we do have a Twitter page, which is at Bird Bro Pod. You can follow us there. We do have a YouTube page where we are going to post a video version of this uh, podcast up as well. I almost said review. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you can follow us there. That's just Bird Brothers Podcast. Uh, and of course, on any and all podcast services. That's uh, right. We'll be posting this. Um, we do appreciate you watching and listening. If you liked it, please give us a rating if you can. Preferably five stars. Uh, let us know <laughs> we're doing our job very well. Uh, but next time's topic is going to be picked by our good friend, 
Condor. Yes, Condor, as you could tell, this was uh, Falcon's time? time to choose a, yeah. a Fire Force, which I greatly enjoyed. Thank you for the recommendation, by the way, Falcon. No problem. I, I thought you would like it. Next time, we're going to be watching one of my personal, uh, not a personal favorite, but definitely a favorite. It's Re-Zero? not a very popular. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there when we get there one day. We can't uh-huh. just we can't just start big like that, Falcon. Come on, you gotta think. Gotta but anyway, one small. of my favorites. I actually own this on Blu-ray. It's called a uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Mm. Also, Kekai Sensen. Uh, very good anime. Hopefully, Falcon here will like it just as much as I liked it. I mean, I bought it on Blu-ray, so I thought it was worth the effort to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've disliked any recommendations you've given me. So tune in next time for Blood Blood Key Battlefront. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast, and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day or night. Yep, and we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.